You sound great. Yeah, we, always. Mm-hmm. Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, and they asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the thing... Oh, <laughs> you just choke in the yep, middle? Yeah, love it. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... When you're runner-up, when you feel left, when you feel like you're not your best friend's best friend. When you're second best? Yeah. Not the top. Not the top gun. Oh, I love that movie. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Tell me how you're doing. I want to know. Oh, I'm doing okay. I saw the new Star Wars last night. And you feel about it? I feel good about it. Good. I think I need to see it again. Definitely see it again. I saw it twice and the second time I saw the relationship between the characters a little bit more. I saw the friendship there. Mm -hmm. I saw their beautiful faces and I enjoyed it a lot more. I still ship uh, Mon Mothma with whoever it is that Forrest Whitaker played. Oh man, Che Guevara. Yeah, the character. He was he great. He was super great. He's a hell of an actor. I really want to see. Are they going to have another movie with Mon Mothma in it by any chance? I hope so. They should have one just be about her. We're not going to give away any spoilers, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We're not. Just that I, I don't care what you think, but I care what Trin's thoughts are about Star Wars. And my thoughts are, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was a war movie. Yeah, for the first time in like. Any Star Wars Disney movie, I felt like, oh no, there are stakes. Yeah, what's yeah. going to happen here? I'm actually a little bit nervous. I'm keyed up. Yeah, I was actually really excited to watch A New Hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like it was the because it was right before A New Hope. Right, and that's and I was like, I can't wait to see what happens next with this Darth Vader guy. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, I think we should watch The Force Awakens and do an episode about it. Do you want to do that next week? I think we should. I love that movie so much fucking love that movie take some notes yeah let's do it let's cool do it. all right well um well, on the topic of star wars the first question so my best friend in quotes is still mourning her friend breakup with her original best friend yup i'm the runner-up she's waiting for things to go back to quote normal i know if it does i won't be thought of again is there something i can say to make her aware of that from the committed runner-up i would like to give this person a name because the committed runner-up is such an unfair thing to say about yourself. Yeah, that's not who you are. I'm going to name this person Clarice. <laughs> uh, this person is a woman. Okay. I've decided. Okay. I've decided that Clarice is 36 years old. Trin's creating a whole narrative here. She has a girlfriend named Violet. What's her favorite movie? Her favorite movie is Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> she lives in Akron, Ohio, and has a puppy named Eddie. Did she see Star Wars? She hasn't yet. Is she a Star Wars fan? She thinks it's just okay. She doesn't understand what all the hype is about. <laughs> uh, she, she's more of a Star Trek kind of girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's very Voyager, Clarice. What does she tweet about? Mostly uh, she tweets at the Akron Department of Transportation. She's very upset about how late the buses run. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Poor well, not, ha not having a great time. No, Clarice. I agree. But And Clarice calls herself the runner-up. Ah, isn't that that sucks? That so sucks, Trin. Clarice has given herself the silver medal in her friend's life. Yeah, something about this friendship has made Clarice decide that she is not good enough. 
And to me, it sounds like Clarice or this friend she's talking about have decided that she's filling this one holy role of being best friend. Like this, this other best friend left, and now Clarice has to fill those shoes. And to this I ask, why? Right. Why do you have to fill those shoes, and why do you have to have a label? It's not like the best friend is the principal of the school and you're the vice principal and you guys have committed job descriptions and like the the yeah. school board's breathing down your neck to make sure that like things get done that's not how life works i just want to know what's so important about being this person's best friend when my oldest friends say i'm one of their best friends it makes me glow with pride it's like it's a huge compliment every single time i understand that but here's the thing this isn't making you feel good, Clarice. No. Yeah, you are not feeling great about being a best friend or runner-up or whatever this is here. Mm -hmm. To be honest, like being the second most important person in a person's life is an incredible amount of responsibility and love. Even if this ranking system were true, which we certainly do not think that it is. Right. Uh, that's that's intense. That that's an intense amount intense. of love. That means this person calls on you in an emergency or if they want to see how they look in this new dress, or if they want to talk about like being the second most important person in a friendship. Holy shit. Right. But in, the reality is people don't really rank human beings that way. Right. Like there's no like hierarchy here, or yeah. there shouldn't be. And, and sometimes there is like, okay, so if you sit back and you think like, if I were a lady getting married, who would be my bridesmaids? You know? Oh, I see. I think that's how people tr tend to think about like friendships, which is a little gross. Yeah, you know. that's such a good point. But like the reality is that every friendship that you have is different. Everybody fulfills different roles. Everybody is a different human being. Like that's just I, I don't know how even better to say that. Like I have a friend who I can talk to about Star Trek, my my boyfriend. I could talk to my boyfriend about yeah, Deep Space yeah. Nine in, in depth. Uh, but not I, me. But I can't talk to Jen about Deep Space Nine. Yeah. It like, OK, here's another example. If I wanted Let's say I was designing a w my personal website. Yes. I would go to Trin if I wanted her to tell me it looks good and that she's proud of me and it's <laughs> great and you're amazing. That's what Trin would say. That is what if I If I wanted a design critique, I would probably go to my friend Amy, who's a professional designer, and be like, oh, you should change this or this looks good, but I'm not sure this works. Like fulfilling different roles, both supporting me. Yes. That's how it works. That is how it is done. Yeah, like on Parks and Rec, Leslie and Anne are like, you know, the friendship to be emulated. But if you think about it, Leslie has lots of other people in her life. Yeah. And so does Anne. She goes to Ron when she wants advice about work. Her and Anne like to, what do, oh. <laughs> they like to drink champagne together. Yeah, and drink beer and go to the club. They did that a couple times. They did. I, it would be really hard for me to look at the show Parks and Recreation and Clarice, we hope you've seen this television show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would be hard to look at Parks and Rec and say, Anne is the best friend. Ron is the best friend. Uh, what the fuck is Aubrey Plaza? April is yeah. the best friend. I mean, like, a a Leslie literally sits down April and she says, you are beautiful, fertile, young government employee and I love you. <laughs> you know, like, th these are all different kinds of relationships. Um, to be honest, in my like personal experience in life, I actually think that anybody of I have like five people that I consider like my best friends. And I don't think any single one of them would say that I'm their best friend. They have people they're closer to because they've known longer or see more often. And that's fine because we we support each other and love each other in our own way. Yeah, I don't have a single best friend either. Yeah. Yeah. I have people that I consider my best and closest friends. Mm -hmm. But also, that's, I don't know. This It's just a weird, people put a lot of weight on that word. I agree. And I feel like this person thinks that there is a best friend role 
and the best friend covers all territory and it's the most important person and they're like gunning for the presidency you know mm. like they're the they're the speaker of the house and they're like maybe one day maybe i'm coming in you're not making political moves in the background to one day be this person's best friend or you shouldn't be because like that's not healthy right so we're not going to tell you that your feelings are incorrect i think that everybody in the world would love to be important to other people uh but i don't think that it is possible to be the most important especially because people have moms you know yeah and siblings and siblings and their great aunt that is super important and people they grew up next door to that they're still friends with and their romantic partner Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that that thing. I mean, if you think about all of those different roles in a person's life and can you even say which one is the most important? I mean, I don't think you can. No. I mean, I would say Trin is the most important person to do a podcast with. Oh, yeah. I feel the same way about you, Jen. Oh, like this person said, they said literally in the question, I won't be thought of again. Why wouldn't you be thought of again? You're a human being. You're a complete human being who deserves to be thought about. I agree. Oh, so here's the thing. I would say at least a few times a year, I think about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> only? Only a couple times a year? Well, maybe more than that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know Hulk Hogan personally. I didn't even watch the WWE. But, like, he comes up in my mind, and he's not my best friend. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, Hulk Hogan has a very special place in my heart that nobody else will fill. I spent all of yesterday afternoon completely derailed by the fact that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson is the highest paid actor in Hollywood. And Damn right he is. He is. It broke my mind. He Think of who he's beat. Leo, RDJ. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. And I felt so happy for him. And I don't know him. I don't even really fully understand his body of work. But like, that's who I was thinking about yesterday. So if I could think about a celeb that has no... <laughs> a celeb I admire for an entire afternoon, then you can be thought about too. You know what? I am very personally uh, happy for Dwayne The Rock Johnson a lot. Like, a lot of the time. Like, often? Yeah. It comes, it comes up a lot? Yeah. yeah. I could see that. This office really... I could, more than once, I've walked in a conversation about The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, has always just been a multifaceted entertainer throughout his career. And I'm really proud of him for be, being able to branch out into different roles. I tweeted him yesterday telling him I was happy for him. Oh, good work. I didn't tell him why because it felt tacky to be like, hey, I know how much money you make. Right. But I did say I was happy for him. I mean, he's probably the hardest working man in Hollywood today. And he's getting paid for it. Thank That's God. That's great. Yeah. Anyway. What were we talking about? I think we were talking about friendship. Okay. You won't be thought of again. Here's the thing. I am wondering if it's that Clarice's friend for whom she is gunning the for the best friend position. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if this friend, let's call this friend Rebecca. Okay. So Rebecca, the, the friend who has the open best friend position, is Rebecca like pitting you two against each other? Like does she compare you two? Then Rebecca's fucking up. Yeah. Why does, why does, Becky over here get to decide who the most important person is. Yeah. Her shit stinks too. Yeah, why is Becky so good? Becky is one person. Yes. And don't get me wrong, Becky could have a lot of wonderful things about her. And she probably does. Mm -hmm. But this does not sound like a good friendship thing to me. Yeah. So I guess in the middle of this, in the midst of this, we've identified two problems. Mm -hmm. One is that uh, Clarice the Asker wants to be the best friend and thinks that being Becky's best friend means that means the world mm-hmm. and that if she's not the best friend 
then she'll never be thought of again. And then the second component is that Rebecca, the friend, may be feeding into this by constantly talking about the old best friend, comparing the two of them, wondering about her life getting back together again whenever the best friend comes back. Right. Becky's sadness over losing her best friend is impacting her other relationships and Clarice is doing some emotional labor and worrying and taking on a lot of this anxiety and turning it into a bit of some insecurity I think and I have done this I had one best friend at a time in my life in college and anytime she hung out with someone else I felt like I was being rejected or I was or they were talking about me like she was purposely like decide not to hang out with me it was so unhealthy and it made me so miserable and worst of all it closed me off from other friendships Oh, no. I know. I know. And I'm so glad that's over. I look back and I just get like happy, like, no, I'm going to have to do that again. But it's so common because uh, you want to be validated by your friends. Like, nothing in the world feels as good as somebody saying, you mean the world to me. You are the most important thing in the world to me. Uh, but those are always hyperbole because no one is that. That That's human beings. Like, we, there are how many billions of people? Like, 15 billion? There's like 8 billion more people on this planet than there should be. We need a new plague. We need a new plague. That's a that's a quote from The Office. I cannot take credit for that. Well, that's a quote from uh, the deepest thoughts of my mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> man, Jen, what you said about um, Clarice internalizing Rebecca's sadness about losing her best friend as insecurity, that is incredibly insightful. Wow, thank you. Like, I think that that is really the crux of what's happening here, is that Rebecca, the uh, the best, f- who lost the best friend, is sad and asking a lot of emotional labor from Clarissa Asker. And it's uh, manifesting in this insecurity. As I'm not good enough. Right. Or why why aren't you this worried about me? Or maybe in some jealousy, too, probably. Yeah. I feel like there, this is like a perfect storm of bad feelings. Yeah. And I feel like that's the conversation that needs to happen. I think that maybe Clarice uh, might want to step up and say to Rebecca, hey, I know that you are sad from missing your best friend. And I feel like I've been there for you. And I love being there for you. And I care about you a lot. Uh, And I've been feeling really insecure that when your best friend comes back that I'm going to be second fiddle or I'll be put on your back burner. Uh, And we've become really close. And I really don't want that to happen. Uh, And to be honest, something that would make me feel really good is if you could tell me what I mean to you and that you're not going to just drop off the planet when your best friend comes back. Yes. You need some friendship validation right now, and it is okay to ask for it. And if they can't, what happens if Rebecca doesn't deliver on this? So Rebecca says, like, LOL, sorry, dude, but this best friend, I've known her forever, and you've only been around for, like, the last, uh, like, eight years, and that's simply not enough for me. Well, then, fuck Rebecca. Fuck Becky. Fuck Becky. I think this person could probably stand to widen their friend group, too. Just, I agree. Just because it'll take some of the pain and anxiety away from this one friend. I agree. I, I hope that you have um, relationships outside of uh, Becky, Rebecca, the, f- the friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not saying that your friendship is unhealthy. Because it might just be that you are internalizing the amount of emotional damage control you've been doing for your friend as insecurity I, I think that that's probably what's happening here focus on some other friends too yeah 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 people who make you feel good is who you should be around right now yeah uh get a dog yeah oh yeah dogs dogs love you ultimately you are a really good friend you've been there for this person who is uh feeling an emotional gap in their life from missing their best friend um, you've been doing some damage control you've been doing some emotional cleanup 
but you're internalizing that and it's making you sad and it is okay to ask for validation. It is okay to say, I really would love for you to tell me and, and mean it that I'll still be, be a part of your life when your best friend comes back. Uh, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I hope so. This yeah. person deserves that. I agree. I, I, and the reason why I would bank on this conversation going well is because you would have to be very ungrateful to say, to be honest, when my friend comes back, she's going to be my priority for the rest of my life. And bye. Yeah, it might not be that cut and dry. I c when, you, when you were as Becky a couple seconds ago and you said... Well, like she's been my oldest friend. Like I could see the conversation taking a str like a straw man's argument. Like, well, of course this person's very important to me. I hope that doesn't happen though. We're a good balance of pessimistic and optimistic right now. I agree. I agree. I mean, even if she said something like, "Oh, they've been my best friend for so long," and like you're a new friend, blah blah, blah I feel like that would be a response if that person felt attacked. Ah, uh, very, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, that would be a defense mechanism. The, um, I can't do wrong here. There's no way that I would be in the wrong because this person means a lot to me. Just, you know, be, be gentle with your words and be very clear that you care about this person and you're happy to have been there for them this, this, during this time, um, but that you're worried. You yeah, know? and now it's, it's time that you get some credit. Yeah, somebody needs the blue ribbon. <laughs> and it's you, Clarice. <laughs> it's Clarice from Akron, Ohio. With your puppy named Eddie. Oh, I love that. Question two? Question two! <laughs> it's really cute. Oh. Question two! Let's do it! I have a good friend from the other side of the country, and I adore her! We keep in very close touch online. Aw. But every time she comes into town, usually for work, she stays with somebody else. It's always the one same friend. And she sees me like maybe every fifth time she's here. I don't get to travel as much, and I'd really like her to make me a priority when she's finally here. But I also don't want to seem needy, since she does have a lot of other friends in my city, question mark? What do, question mark, question mark, question mark? Okay, so what I cannot let go of when I read this question is the fact that this friend travels so much. Oh, yeah. When I travel for work, I don't like to complain too much about it because I feel very lucky that I get to do it. And right. usually to very cool places with very cool people. That said, I plan for weeks in advance my mental energy to take a trip for work because it's a big deal. It is. So that's where I'm coming from. I have sympathy here for the person that travels because I traveled way too much this year and I got burnt out for it. I mean, she even said maybe every fifth time fifth she's here. Time. Which makes me think across that Across the country, too. Across the country, at least like six times yeah. a year. Yeah. Otherwise, that, that wouldn't be the count. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Jen. Like, it's, it's extremely draining. Um, just physically, uh, you get dehydrated. Your poops get weird. Pretty you know, much every time you step on and step off a plane, you're extremely dehydrated for the next eight hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, like, your body has to acclimate to the new, like, water that you're drinking. And then you get, like, <laughs> right. weird farts. And it's not like she's going to a hotel and living it up. She's traveling for work and staying with a friend. Right. So she has a new roommate situation to get used to. Yeah. I would say that if her work isn't putting her up in a hotel, she probably is choosing to be with this friend because it's more comfortable than a hotel. Oh, that's true. Or like she's chilling with. So that's the thing is like I want the first part that I want to, to clear up is that the fact that the asker clarified it's always the same friend, I think makes me feel like the asker thinks that the best friend in the city is the person that she's staying with. Oh, right. Right. But I think yeah. that it, it's it, which could be true. 
But at the same time, I think that when you choose to stay with somebody rather than be alone, you're usually staying with somebody that you feel like you can be yourself and alone and completely chillax with. Yeah, it's probably very convenient. Yeah, or it's, a really old friend. Exactly. It's probably like they lived together before. Or I mean, once you find a roommate when you travel a lot and you find a roommate that works, you should probably stick together. Like Trin and I, every time we travel together, we're like, same room. Yeah. yeah. Not mixing it up. Like, sometimes Jen and I will, we have the opportunity to stay in different rooms, but we'll stay together because it's like, it's really good to have somebody who's checking up on me. Yeah. Somebody else with ibuprofen in their bag. Yeah, exactly. Or toothpaste, which we always forget. We always forget toothpaste. Yep. One of us always has to go and get it. Like, why do hotel front desks not just have toothpaste? Why isn't it on the counter? Like, why? Like, they give you, like, dental floss. (laughs) I'm mad. I'm mad, too. Well... Let's talk about this other person's problems and not my personal inability to remember toothpaste on trips. (laughs) So we've kind of covered that this is a stressful thing, especially when you're going across the country, because there can be two or more legs of travel. Like it really, it really, really sucks. Um, You also specified she does have a lot of friends in my city. So it seems like you already know, like her time, her time is limited. It's spread out amongst a bunch of people. Do you know any of them? Because honestly, it might be really convenient and helpful for her If you said, hey, why don't we put together a group hangout? Exactly. Um, So she can like kill a few birds with one stone, like a group dinner or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. When my when my friend Nadia comes into town, that's usually what we do. Like we'll have one big dinner and then we'll have an optional brunch where anyone could just come the next day because like she's got a lot of people she wants to see. I love the optional brunch. Optional brunch. That's so good. Like, of course, like this might not be the perfect solution. I mean, it might just be that your friend is so exhausted from work and traveling and she really only wants to see one person at a time. I mean, that's that's totally legitimate, too. Yeah. Uh, But I think even suggesting it is a really good idea. Um, And just making clear that she's not alone in planning while she's doing all this traveling and work and stuff. Yeah, that's true. You you could do a little bit of the legwork if you feel up to it. Yeah. The other thing is in the question. Uh, the asker says, we keep in very close touch online. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Because, first of all, that's extremely cool. Yeah. Yeah. That If the crux of your friendship happens online, maybe it's just easier for both of you to keep it that way. Talking to people online is easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know... Like when we do this podcast, we literally have an we have an editor and it's Trin. Like Trin edits out the things I don't want to say. Like she goes <laughs> back and she's like, Oh yeah, I'll take care of that for you. And Twitter and email is kind of the same way. Like like I don't I get to edit myself. So talking to people on the internet is just easier. Right. You get to say what you mean. Yeah. More, more effectively. Exactly. So it's not a dig on your friendship that if it mostly exists online, that could still be a good, strong, solid friendship. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, she might just be happy with the way things are, and that, and that's okay. Um, and it seems like you're not happy with the way things are, and that is also okay. But I think what we want to stress is that uh, try to make sure that you are valuing the time that you spend online, because you don't have to be in meat. Meat. In the meat. Yeah, you don't have to be in the meats. Gross. For that. (laughs) We've got the meats. Everybody in life is really just a series of meat tubes and liquids. And and we're very gross. And when we're online and we're downloading to our robot bodies that don't have phlegm and they don't have poops inside of them, um, sometimes it's just it's just simpler. Um, So I think that it's time to meet in the middle. 
I think it's time for the asker to value the time that she spends online with her friend more. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time for her also to make clear to her friend how much it would mean to her to meet up in real life. It would really mean a lot to me if we could have coffee before you, your flight or something like that. Yeah. You might have to have coffee in the hotel lobby. Like you have to probably be flexible for the person that is traveling. Right. Because the person who's traveling probably doesn't have a car or doesn't know their way around the city as well as you do. I, I think that the friend needs to make more allowances for, hey, let's try and be closer when we can. The asker needs to be more flexible with, I will help do the planning. I will help do this thing. I'll do the legwork. Right. I'll come to you. I'll, t I'll be the one that takes the train or I'll bring the coffee or whatever it is. Yeah. I would be surprised if the traveling friend knows how important it is to the asker that they meet up in real life. Wow, you're totally right. Most people wouldn't think too much of it. They, w they wouldn't think their time or that their, you know, their conversations are that sparkling or important. Right. Yeah. I, and also just the fact that like they're, most of their life, they are friends online. So I, I would say that maybe the friend of the asker just thinks like, oh, this is part of the course. This is what we are. To your friend, you might be the everywhere friend. Because yes. you are available on the f on Twitter, on their phone, the computer, mm -hmm. when they're online in the morning, when they're at work, on their lunch break, on Gchat. Like you might not be the friend that she associates this with this city. You're the all the time, everywhere friend if you're on the internet. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that the way to to say this in a way that is gentle and it's not because you don't want to come off as though you're blaming the traveling friend for not hanging out with you. Because again, we, we think that the friend is coming from the perspective of, Oh, I talk to them online all the time or, Oh, this is par for the course or, Oh, I'm so tired. Like they must understand that I can't see everybody. Mm -hmm. As much time as you can make in between having this conversation with a friend and the time she comes in, the better, like give her some time to like actually plan and think. Don't spring it on her when she steps off the plane. Exactly. Got it. Say something like, you know what? I haven't seen you in forever and it would be very meaningful for me to like meet up in real life. I know that you're very tired. There's a number of things we can do. One, why don't we go to the game store and just have anybody who wants to come meet up, meet up. You can get a bunch of birds killed with one stone. One. Or uh, if you just want to chill in pajamas and like eat some food after you're done with work, like we can do that too. No stress at all. Leave your makeup at home. We're going to split a bottle of wine and hang out. Because I think that those are the two solutions to the potential friend, traveling friends problems, which is one, that there's so many people, how am I going to see all of them? Or two, I just don't want to see anybody. I just want to chill. Um, I need something that is low impact. Right. I like the idea of providing options. Like, what do you? what is your energy level? Do you up, feel up for A, B, C, D? Like, these are some ideas I had. What do you think? Like, it needs to be a conversation, too. Also, when I'm traveling, my mood swings and energy levels swing wildly. Right. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally up for meeting you at a bar. And then 8 o'clock rolls around, and I'm like, holy shit, what was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah, no, I need, medically, I need 10 hours of sleep. Uh, I think that the other thing is that when you present these plans or you have these asks to your friend, trust them. Trust them to know themselves. Believe that their answer isn't reflective of how much they care about you. That is so hard to do, but it is so, so, so important. Right. I mean, if they say, to be totally honest with you, I just need to be alone and I just need to knock out all the things I need to do and I really can't hang out. I know I'm only here so many times, but like that's, that's the reality of my life. That can be the truth and not reflective of how close you guys are, especially because, like you said, you're very close on the Internet. Yeah, that is not a reflection of how valuable you are to this person or how much they love you or anything like that. It's more like, I mean, you said they're traveling for work, so work has to come first on this trip. Right. 
Because, I mean, the company's playing, paying for the flights. Yeah. So. They are, if you're traveling for work, you're pretty much always on the clock. Yeah, yeah. They're bankrolling your time in a different city. Yeah. Man, I feel like that's about it, really. Yeah, I think we covered the shit out of this. Yeah, it's like, uh, one, try and remind yourself of the importance that you hold in that friend's life. And that it's not reflective of how often you see each other in the meat. In the meat space. In the meat space. Uh, the next part is uh, try and put in the legwork if you can. Try and help out putting plans together. And the next part is uh, trust them. Trust them to know their own feelings uh, and to be aware. Uh, and that if they say, to be honest, I really can't see you this time, that that doesn't mean that they hate you. It's just a reflection of their awful schedule. Yeah. And those exist. Those do exist. You got this. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got this. So, everybody, this has been Friendshiping with Jenna and Trin. If you would like to ask us a question, you can. You can ask us at ask.fm slash do friendship. If you'd like to follow us on tweeters, you should. We are at do friendship, and we talk about all kinds of things. We talk about positivity. We alert you when the new episode is up. I, I like to retweet nice friendship things and things that make you feel empowered. It's a good Twitter account. I'll be real. It's great. It's a pretty good Twitter account. Also, it's that time of the month that we're going to remind you that we are going to be on the Maximum Fun Day, Day of Fun, in Chicago at Talia Hall. I think the pre-sale tickets are sold out. You can get a full day pass, I think, for like $65. Uh, and we would love to see you there. We're afraid that nobody will show up for us. I'm not afraid of that. I'm very afraid of that. People should be lucky to see our faces. You know what, Jen? You're right. If they know what's good for them, they'll show up. We're going to wear some great outfits and new sexy smoky eye looks for spring. <laughs> you can't miss this. <laughs> you can't miss this. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem.